and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is a show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episodes 9 and 10? Or 11 and 12? Oh, 11 and 12. I, I just don't know what I'm doing. I don't... Now I'm worried. I watched 11 and 12, I think. Let me check. That's what's in my notes. Did I watch ahead? That would be... The first time ever that I've just, like, messed it up entirely. I th- I think you're right. Yeah, I'm 90% sure you're right. I just have to double check now because I've tripped myself up. Yeah, you were right. We watched 11 and 12 because it was nice. the fortune teller episode and then the um, part-time job. Uh, Sun Young gets a part-time job in episode 12. Or, well... She gets it in, like, episode 11 or something, but oh, episode yeah. 12 is... I mean, that is not at all how I would describe these two episodes. Kudos to Netflix for <laughs> being, like, here's the least interesting, like, most spoiler-free way to describe these. <laughs> Those are not the parts that are living in my head. Episode 11 is the cohabitation episode. Okay. That one, yeah. I loved that. <laughs> The absolute and drama. episode 12 is where Take makes his moves. <gasps> These are the episodes. Episode 12 was my favorite. <laughs> it Maybe. has to be. It has to be my favorite. Uh, episode 12 is where what lives in my head is that Sun Woo became the actual most dramatic, like needlessly <laughs> oh dramatic person. Like he outed himself as an absolute drama queen. <laughs> I, yeah, I love when he's watching his mom and takes dad, like, flirting it up, and he does the jealous boy fist clench that <laughs> you see in every drama. Every drama has it, mom. and it's always, a like, a love interest, or the, the yes. second male lead, and nope, not Sun Woo. Sun Woo's worried because his mom might find love. <laughs> Not with a man. No. No. I will not have another father. That can be like, only one. I get it. I Here's the thing. Yeah. I get like it. Like I said it, it, now I feel bad. It would be tough. It would be tough losing your dad and then feeling like your mom doesn't need someone else because you can be there for her in every way that you think she needs. But that's not true. That's a really stupid way to look at it because... It's not even that she's looking, it's that all of a sudden something is happening where she is comfortable and laughing and supported, and he helps out with Jinju when Sunwoo can't, and there's just so many things that she's finding in that relationship that even she didn't expect, and Sunwoo doing the jealous boy fist clench outside while they flirt is just so... It made me so grateful for every single thing Bo Ross said, where she's like, are you a stupid child? Like, are you a (laughs) tiny little baby? Are you little baby guy? (laughs) You stupid idiot child. (laughs) Oh, blast him. (laughs) I love Bo Ross. She... I... Honestly went from least favorite character in the first episodes to now she is my queen. I love everything she does and everything she says. Really, my only question in judgment here is where she is dating 
someone who is a little tiny baby drama queen. And it's only in episode 12. <laughs> I do love Sunwoo. Yeah. It's just that he was very frustrating in episode, and he's very frustrating about their relationship as well. Yeah, but I think that felt more reasonable, and maybe his drama, his very dramatic reaction over his mom's new relationship felt even more frustrating because it was compounded on top of his frustrations with his own relationship with Bora, where you're like, boy, you can't have this whole arc where you're just losing your mind over all the women in your life. Like, it's not a good look. But I felt like his relationship and his frustrations with Bora felt more natural, felt very fair. Like, that's a teenage relationship. It's hard to be in a spot in your life that's very tumultuous, where he's trying to work hard to get into college, she's trying to work hard to get a job, they're both going through some big changes, and she's like, I have the maturity to say, we probably just need to focus on ourselves and get through this period, and then circle back to our relationship. But it's totally understandable that he's like, that sucks. That really sucks. I'd yeah. rather just be with you. I don't care about graduating. I don't care about going to college. I'll give my whole life away if it means I get to spend 10 more minutes with you. It's like, that felt very true to teenage relationships. Yeah. And so I liked it. But then right after that, he's like, also, my mom is happy with another guy. And that's tearing me apart and like it's hard because even that scene it's very quick this very quick turnaround from him being little jealous boy little jealous baby boy of like my mom can't see someone else to him being this heartbroken son who's like i want to be able to support my mom and i don't want her to have to support me anymore it should be my job and yeah it's very cool that he had bora to tell him like well that's your mom's job. That's like something that she gets to do because she loves you is take care of you. And you, you can't take that away from her. That's not fair. But it is, it is hard for him to like deal with that. It's just all these things back to back to back make him feel like the biggest baby boy. Yeah. And all we have is Bora. All we have is Bora to be like, you're being a baby. You're being a giant baby. You're being a little <laughs> baby boy. Stop. You're being a little baby boy. I also thought that they did something really interesting with this where she's Sun Young is working this part-time job and she's also getting sick and people are worried about her and kind of calling her out on it and she's going I'm fine, I'm fine. And they kind of set it up where it's like see exactly this is why Sun Woo doesn't want her to have a job, but who actually is able to, because of his relationship with her, support her through it and get her the medicine she needs and, like, take care of everything and just generally be there for her in a way that Sun Woo couldn't was Mu um, Young, right? So it's like, I thought that that was so cleverly done where Sun Woo is having all of these problems that he can't be who he wants to be for his mom but then it, th there's just kind of this undercurrent of, but that doesn't mean that, like, 
her life is deficient because she's doing these things, and it doesn't mean that she's not getting the support she needs from her relationships. It's just that it is not your relationship with her for you to take care of her. That is not your relationship with her. It's very kind that you want to. You're a sweet, good boy. But she has a support system, and it's okay if she works and wants to support you, because you're not the only person who can be there for her and like you're not her only support system she's got other people in her life that can help her and be there for her when she needs them and i it was just it was a very like kind of like sly move with the overarching plot being him kind of growing up and realizing that it's okay if his mom takes care of him and and that's just kind of how it is and then yeah the undercurrent of like and she has everything she needs her life is in no way deficient for for doing this yeah oh um sorry i think i said moo young it's moo song moo song i didn't even know so these parents names we're gonna (laughs) get them i knew moo was in it because that's a little bit unusual it's not as common to for people to have moon in their name. Yeah, I think moon is more common nowadays. Mm-hmm. At least in like K-pop, I don't know if that's like a stage name thing. Yeah. We're really good at fun facts that aren't fun and that are out of their out of our depth completely. It's <laughs> <laughs> our whole thing. <laughs> it's our whole thing. Um but Moon's Musung and Jinju was my favorite pairing. And like you said, it really reinforced the the more deep, beautiful messages behind um, Musung and Sun Young's relationship. But in just the way that this show does, where it's very cute and funny and lighthearted and sweet and just watching them together is so freaking cute. This good boy and this tiny, tiny baby girl playing paper dolls together. And you you think he's going to be so uncomfortable and so out of his element, and he just falls right in. He's yep. like, nope, this is going to be fun. Like, he is uncomfortable, and that, that also I appreciated, because I feel like that's maybe how I am with kids a lot of the time, where it's, I like them just fine. I just don't always know what to do with them, and I also have the attention span of a blueberry muffin, and so I don't usually like to do what kids like to do, like watch kid shows and i don't know play legos no i'm kidding i love legos but like i don't want to do it in the way the kid wants to do it i want to do it in the way i want to do it right like i am a, I, maybe i'm also a child is what i'm trying to say but anyway i like kids just fine i like hanging out with kids just fine but every once in a while there's an adjustment period where you try and figure out what that kid likes to do and you you, you come around so that you can hang out with them or whatever, or like babysit them or whatever the case may be. Um, and so it was uncomfortable, but then all of a sudden he was her new best friend and they just get together and play paper dolls. And he actually kind of likes it. He's like stoked to see Jinju when she comes over. It's so freaking cute. And the scene where Sun Young is thinking about the fortune teller telling her that she's going to have another son. That was and so then good. Box- in the door. Oh my! I my, mm. <laughs> my heart. My whole heart. My heart was full. <laughs> right to the brim. Right to the brim. My heart Every, is so full. It's, just it's so her perfect. expression in that scene. Where oh she's like, God. "Oh, I get it. I didn't get it, but all of a sudden, I get it." 
that's my boy. That's my other boy. Because they had so much build-up, too. Like, this whole series where you see... We got a couple episodes ago that scene where he first moved to the neighborhood and she was, like, the first one to bring him in. Be like, come over here to my house and we'll eat and play and you can hang out with me and my son. And just brings him into the fold... And she's the one that got them to come to the neighborhood. She and the dad have a relationship that goes way back. It's all so cute. So cute. So wholesome. That They, like, uh, yeah. Musung and Sun Young were the best parts, probably, of all of the episodes. And that's really saying something. It is. Because uh, they were great they really episodes. Tried, they really tried to convince us that Sunwoo and Bo-Ra were the best parts of these episodes. There were so many scenes yeah. with those two. I could, I continue to be just very, like, don't even care. It's not even that I hate it. It's just that I'm like, okay. <laughs> just lukewarm on yeah. these two. I think I go back and forth where every so often there's a really cute scene. But most of the time, it's just, I'm in it for the drama, right? Like, I love the scene where they get caught hugging by take. And then suddenly has to be like... Tiki, my sweet, sweet, beautiful best friend who I love so much. <laughs> um, never tell anybody, please. Okay, I love you. This is a secret. That, that is funny. That conversation was, like, the best thing to come out of their relationship. And uh, Take being like, aren't you scared of her? <laughs> <laughs> and even Noel, like, running around the neighborhood being like, What's going on with these two? Like, that's <laughs> funny. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, the hijinks that come out of their relationship are pretty good. Their actual relationship when they were together, I guess, like, their big kiss scene was... It, it was a good kiss. I was appreciative of how not um, just, like, lightly lips touching. It. I was expecting that kind of kiss from this K-drama, and this K-drama said, no, like, when they kiss, they kiss, and I was like, oh, good. That's good. That's fair. We got the four-camera kiss, which is a K-drama oh. classic, and we yeah. love to see it. We love to see it. We we get the zoom in a million times, just, and now this angle. Look at how they're kissing <laughs> from this angle. Look at well, where her hands well. go to his elbows. Oh, so cute. <laughs> Very cute. Oh, I think I cut you off a minute ago, though. I think you were going to say something about take, which is all I really want to talk about. Yeah, I think we should transition this episode into the part where we talk about take for the rest of the time. Because okay. they taught him how to swear in that uh, that <laughs> next scene, and it was extremely good. It was very good. That was so sweet. I... I'm obsessed with every scene that Take is in. I every time Take oh my God, yeah. comes into the scene, I am completely in love. And uh there's nothing that that good boy does that I don't like. I was obsessed with the little um montage, not montage. I, it was the little part where Musung is explaining what Take does when he really likes someone and how he gets really clingy. <laughs> And he's not as polite because he just wants them to stick around and and do things for him. Um, oh my god! And I liked that they mirrored it 
with Musung doing the same thing to Sun Young because it could have come off as very, I need someone to take care of me. Kind of that same thing we talked about last uh, podcast episode where we worry a little bit that it's maybe a little bit too maternal and nurturing with his relationship with uh Sun. But um, it was mirrored, right? So that Musung was kind of doing the same thing. And I think that made it cuter because it was like, it's yeah. not like a mommy thing. It's just like a him thing. Like he's just kind of clingy. He likes when people do things for him and he likes her. So he wants her to do things for him. Yeah. I, okay, real quick aside, I also want to say we're not going to call Duck Sun Soo Yun because Sun Young is Soo Won's mom. Sun Woo's mom. See, like, I'm already having a stroke because of this. Yeah. There's Sun Woo and his mom, Sun Young, and then they tried to change Duck Sun's name to Soo Yun, which to me is just way too similar, and my brain will not be able to do it. So I'm sorry, apologies to Duck Sun. I hope she got into college, but <laughs> we cannot on this podcast partake in the name change. Yeah, maybe it's if, not going to happen. If we were like episodes are still coming out, you know, and it wasn't already set in stone, I would be trying to get her into college, you know, because no one knows. Yeah, we would but try we, harder. We're yeah. good friends. Yeah, but. The episodes are already out. We can't change what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but we also can't change what's going to happen. So It's just going to be Duck Sun, and I'm sorry. Yeah. <gasps> I also like the name Duck Sun. I think it's cute. I do as well. It's very cute. I have another side before we come back to take, which okay. I think will transition. I kind of started to fall more and more in love with Dong Nyong in these episodes. Yes. I feel like he really shined. They don't have him, they don't give him a whole lot, I think they don't give him a whole lot of his own time, I guess, to develop. And so the development he did do in, in this, in these two episodes was really good. I think there was one part that stuck in my head for whatever reason that was so charming to me because it was very momentary, but I still, I was like, oh, uh. When he was saying goodnight to Duxun, and he said, all right, yes. well, night, friend. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, that's in my head all week. They, I know you don't talk to people that way, but it's so freaking cute that he just says, night, friend. Yeah. Why? Why is that so charming? I think it, I think in a lot of ways, each of the neighborhood boys has reminded me of um, growing up around Jason and his brothers, but there was something charming about that to me because I think that Jason has done that. Like, I think Jason has Aww. actually been like, all right, well, bye, friend. Like, when we said goodbye when we were kids or whatever, right? Like, going Aww. back across the street. And I, there are just, this show really, like, maybe that's where the nostalgia comes in is that, like, I, I grew up in a neighborhood full of, uh, you know, like the neighbor guys, but the neighbor, the only one my age was Jason. And he was like, he was my best friend. And then he had one older brother and two younger brothers. And I don't know, like, I just see so much of that, that good, good neighborhood growing up in this. And so yeah, that moment of all right, well, night friend, I was like, oh, Maybe I should just go back to being a kid where I just like go over to Jason's <laughs> house and we played video games. And then I 
I just walk back across the street. <laughs> That's got to be an option. Yeah. Do you want to live be possible? in like a little commune with me? Should we make like a little friend commune? Maybe. Yes. Okay. Cool. That just sounds magical, and I love it. I would need all of my friends and family to move there with me. Can we get a commune with just like empty houses? Like there's your house and my house and Lauren's house, obviously. And then we'll get our families to move there, obviously. And then any listeners that message us that they're like, we also want to live in the commune. Like, (laughs) come on in. Because that's how my friendships are growing from now on. Yep. Yeah. So um, let us know. We don't know the location. We don't know the country. We don't know what the homes are going to look like. We don't know what shape they're going to be in. But if you are interested, we'll get your name on the list. Just let us know. Sign up for our newsletter. Those are going to be the first ones to get the house listings. Uh, (laughs) That'll be a thing someday. No, that just sounds magical. And yes, I'm in. I'm all in on the commune life. Play on K will be right back. Hey listeners, I just wanted to hop in and tell you about our new affiliate, Soulbox. It's a subscription box where you get snacks and things straight from Korea. We're so excited to be affiliated with them now. If you're looking for additional ways to support our little podcast, then go to playonk.com slash affiliates and look for Soulbox and buy through our link. Okay, back to the show. These good kids. I love Dongyong in that scene and the cursing scene that we just talked about where they're teaching Take to curse and he's doing like such a mediocre job. And then Dongyang just, like, shows everybody what's up <laughs> by being like, you lent out money? Are you kidding me? Just, like, blasts off every curse word in the book. <laughs> I just, he's just so funny and charming and sweet. He is. He's a good friend. He's a good friend to just have around. At first, it didn't seem like he was going to be the good friend, but he absolutely is. Yeah. I think I did get a little bit frustrated at Jung Hwan for not wanting to watch the the scandalous video with Dong Nyong because he, he did make it seem like that was like an annoying thing that Dong Nyong does. And I was like, no, that's like your thing. You're friends. So you guys do things together. And that's the vibe. And yeah. I get that Jung Hwan is just like, I just don't want to hang out with Take right now. I'm kind of in my head about his crush and my crush being the same crush. But I'm like, no, don't take it out on Dong Young, okay? He's a good boy. He's a good boy. And yeah, Take was totally down. He was just like, oh, hey. <laughs> oh, you brought porn? <laughs> cool. <laughs> pop it in. Pop it in the player. Um, I can't say no to you. You're already in my house. <laughs> that scene was also just very funny. I, I loved it. I love, I love that Dioxon. I I love how she did not deal super well with like she thought she would deal so well with seeing the flasher. She was like, I want to see the flasher. I'm ready to be like exposed to naked men. Um, and I I thought that that was such a well handled like the whole. Th- lead up to it and then when it happened and then the fallout I thought was so I don't want to say it was unexpectedly well handled because this show does everything extremely well but it was unexpected in that 
I didn't know what the right way to, or like, how that could be handled in a correct way or a good way or a right way until they did it, wherein people told her, like, it's not a good thing. It's a bad thing. It feels really terrible. You feel like your consent has been taken away when it happens. And she's like, no, whatever. It's not a big deal. It's just a stupid little thing. Like, I I want it to happen because then it's like, okay, it's happened. Done deal. And then, yeah, you get, like, the porn scene where she's like, yeah, I'm ready to be exposed to more things. I'm... It's very teenagerish, right? Like, it's very bravado, and I I can handle it. It's not even a big deal. And then it happens, and she does handle it, but she feels terrible afterward. And I was so grateful that Take was there to be like, you were so cool to tell him that it was just small and stupid and he needs to go home. But as soon before the words are even out of his mouth, she's like, actually, that was awful. I didn't, I'm not handling this well. I need help. Okay, so I feel like maybe that's where I got lost in the transition because they felt like two very different scenes to me. I thought, we'll put a pin in the flasher scene because that one felt like real and serious and emotional and they did a perfect job. Right. I thought the scene where she grabs the tape, she puts it in the VHS player, and she's going to watch porn with these boys for the first time. I thought that the tape didn't have porn on it, and that was the joke, oh. is that it wasn't, it was just like a nature video. And that's uh, why Donyoung so. was like, God dang it, Michael. And that the, was the, the joke. I Maybe, yeah, I must have like missed the the joke itself, to be fair. But like the fact that she thought it was porn, I guess still stands, right? She was like, I'm ready. And she shoved it in and she was ready to watch it. And then it was, yeah, like I missed the fact that it was just like a nature documentary or something. I thought that he was mad because she was there. And he was like, I can't get into this because uh, Dixon is literally right next to me. <laughs> I mean, they blurred out the screen which makes it a lot harder to tell what was going on. And they, like, played nature noises over it, which, to your point, could have been just, like, a comedy thing to be like, we're not going to play the sounds. Um, But since he said, like, damn it, Michael, instead of, like, damn it, Duck Sun, it felt more like, this is not the video I paid $10 for. This is, I got ripped off. Wow, what a mystery that what we mystery. have uh, just unraveled here. <laughs> but to your point, yeah, she was very much like, I'm ready to see naked people. I don't care. And like the scene at her school where she's like, I'm the only one who hasn't. So I'm less cool because I haven't been sexually assaulted in that way. Mm. You're like, girl, that is not that's not how this works. No. It's very teenagerish and very 80s, I think. I think that that actually is such an 80s attitude to have because that was maybe before we all watched and listened to a bunch of true crime stuff and realized that that behavior escalates and it's really dangerous and it's not fun for the person who's assaulted and been exposed to like something they don't they did not consent to like it just sucks all the way around but in the 80s when everyone was just a little bit like eh, what's it what is it it's no big deal it's just like it's they're standing all the way over there it's not a big deal yeah it felt maybe more harmless 
And uh, it wasn't. Like, even if it doesn't escalate, it's not a harmless thing and it sucks. And I think she realized that in that moment, which, like you said, the show did such a tasteful job of keeping her power, not being like, she's just being a child about this. And that's why she's she's just overreacting. They They gave her power in that moment and we're like she handles it she tells him to leave and then she breaks down in private just like any normal sane person would do yeah and like they they gave her everything and they did such a responsible job with such a hard heavy scene yeah in a comedy Right? Where it's like the they could have yeah. just played it off as like, haha, okay. And instead they actually handled it because this is a comedy, but it's also so heartfelt and and conscious of the things that it's talking about. And I, it, this show, like I said, I had no clue the right way to handle it until they did it. And then I was like, oh, that was so good. And the fact that Take was right there, lending a bit more safety to the scene for us as viewers, that, you know, we didn't have to be really, really worried for her, um, cause Take was there. And so not, she, she still handled it, but she had backup if she needed it. Yeah, which is, like, frustrating, almost, that one scene later, when she goes back to go to the bathroom, they're like, what if there was someone right behind her, and she felt so unsafe, and you're like, don't do this right now, (laughs) this isn't funny, this isn't the way to do comedy, and they're like, don't worry, it's take, it's a very sweet moment again, he's just being a cutie, and you're like, okay, well, don't make the comedy about her feeling unsafe going to the bathroom that's too real yeah i i wish he would have just when they were at the like at the seat in the restaurant and he could tell that she really had to pee but she didn't feel comfortable anymore like going by herself if he had just been like oh well i have to smoke so like i'll come with you but i don't know if that's like a secret that only she knows yeah maybe if she that's only knows. still a thing and then now sunwoo and bara so yeah <laughs> Maybe? Like, did they see? I don't know. I, since they didn't do that, I thought that they were going to have Jung Hwan step in in the second scene where he's, like, already gone from the table. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that they leaned back into take and were like, no, he's good boy take. Of course he's going to go with her. He knows that she feels scared. But I, yeah, I genuinely was like, They've set it up. Jung-hwan has already gone from the table. We don't know where the phone is. It could be right next to the bathrooms. He could see duck Sun being really weird and be the one that's like, hey, why are you being weird? And her be like, I'm not. Just like wait out here for me. Just wait for like five minutes and I will be right back. And him yeah. be like, well, this is dumb. I'm going to roll my eyes and pretend I don't want to, but I'll do whatever you ask me because I love you. Yeah. Yep. That actually would have been really good for the love triangle. I'm I'm glad mm-hmm. it was take, but that now I'm a little bit sad cuz that would have played up the love triangle really well. I also right. thought it was going to be Jung Hwan um for just a second and then when it was take I just didn't even think about it anymore. I was just like, "Oh, okay, it's take." Perfect. It's take. We love that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they need to give Jung Hwan some more points because I have not gotten what you said last week on the podcast out of my head about it's not that she, that Duck Sun is 
a mom figure to take. It's very much that they're equals and they take care of each other in the ways that they can and that they're just happy together. Like you have these two relationships with Duck Sun and Take and Duck Sun and Jung Hwan, and one feels so happy and innocent and lighthearted, and one feels very like teenagery, very cute and nostalgic, but more like bickering, more fighting, more snapping at each other. And you're like, that's fine. It's not an unhealthy relationship. I don't hate it. But I'm going to pick the cute, fluffy, lighthearted one where they both seem really happy together over the one where they're both bickering all the time. Yeah. But then on the flip side, if they don't give us more good vibes with the Jung Hwan and Dyuk uh, Sun relationship, like to your point of wanting more of them together, then we're all going to be sad in the end when because <laughs> the husband is, I don't know. I just, I think that I'm on the take ship, right? Or like, it's not that I right? think I am. It's that I don't, it's, I am fully on the take ship, except that it just feels like it's not going to happen. Yes. Yes. Like that, it feels like you know your heart's going to get broken, so you keep one foot on the shore. Yeah. But I want it. I want Take <laughs> to be with Duck Sun because they're so cute. They're adorable. Which is to say, we got not as much Jung Hwan and Duck Sun as I thought we would with the cohabitation trope. We got some very cute, like very small moments where he hands her the bra when he gets in the shower and it's like very sweet and tactful and like the scene where he crawls into bed with her where you're like oh that's spicy but it's not spicy it's a very sweet moment but i think we also get these moments where jung hwan and duck sun are very cute with their families and with each other's families that make you start to love them as like a forever couple you're like oh They'll be so good if they're together because they just fit in each other's homes so well. And that's very sweet. Yeah. Oh, that is really cute. Gee, oh, dang it. I, I just don't want know. take. <laughs> yeah, I just want them to at least, like, put us out of our misery, right? Like, stop giving us all of the cutest, world's cutest take scenes if you want us to not be sad if it's Jung Hwan in the end. Yeah. Like, thank you for having Jung Hwan write in his mom's passport. That is oh, the that cutest was so good boy move. Cute. I do love him. It, it's it's so tough because they've set up honestly the world's hardest love triangle. I like I don't yes. even know because I am I I am on the take ship, but I wouldn't be sad if it was Jung Hwan, but I would because I'm on the take. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want because they've done too good of a job. I want take to be happy, like genuinely either he has to be happy or he has to be dead <laughs> oh my god and i don't want him to be dead obviously <laughs> so they're gonna have to be like well he ends up with someone else who's just as great we've never met her or him mm -mm. Mm -hmm. have we met him mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we know what this show's gonna do um we've never met her but he ends up with someone else who's fantastic and lovely, and she's great too. But yeah, that just doesn't feel as good as all these million scenes we get with him and Duck Sun. Like, cut off those scenes, let Jung Hwan be free from his crippling commitment to his best friend, 
where he doesn't want to hurt Take, so he's like, I'll just hurt myself. I will not be with the girl that I have a crush on because it would hurt Take. Like, set us free, Shadow, please. Because <laughs> <laughs> we know that Take doesn't end up with her. Take is not the guy in the 2015 scenes. He can't be. He can't be, because that's also sad, because he just grew up to be adult Jung Hwan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Just don't kill him, okay? I said it, and now I don't want it, okay? <laughs> don't kill him. I just want everyone <laughs> to have a happy ending, right? Like, I want Take to be happy, I want Jung Hwan to be happy, and that's the toughest part, is they've made me love them both so much. They've made them both good boys in their own special ways, and it's like, if one is happy, the other has to be sad at this point, because they've both fallen in love with the same best friend. And on top of that, I don't know if I appreciate that Jung Hwan is, like, icing her out after, like, getting her hopes up. And so there's a part of me that I'm like, get out of here, except that... I don't actually know that there's a right way to handle it besides him kind of playing it cold now, because... He can't just out his friend's crush. That's definitely against the bro code, right? That's... 100%. There's nothing he can do. His hands are tied. Yeah. But he also can't... Now that he knows that Take, the very good boy that they all do everything in their power to protect, likes her, he also can't go to Take and be like, I also like her, so I guess let's see. It's up to her, right? Where it's like, I kind of want it to be up to her, except that... They did establish a really, really good foundation for why he doesn't feel comfortable being competition or like being in like romance is not competition. That's a terrible way to put it. But like being on the other side of that, right? Because like he doesn't want to see take hurt if he does have a chance, right? Like, yeah. Or yeah, I feel like it's you want to put the ball in Duck Sun's court but he has to wait for Take to go first, right? He can't, because he knows that Take has a crush. Take does not know that Jung Hwan has a crush. So if Jung Hwan makes a move and is like, hey, Duck Sun, we should date, it's unfair. It's an unfair advantage. Right. Then he knows Take will bow out. But also Take will be hurt. Like, yes. And it will look so skeezy because he knows. That take right. and he didn't like talk to him first, but he does. He can't talk to him first because he knows that take would probably be like, I don't know. It's I actually fine. don't know what take would do because he literally is. Because nobody will ask him. Because yeah. Jung Hwan is a coward. That's actually the solution we need. Is Jung Hwan needs to tell Take, I also like Duck Sun. What are we gonna do about it? Yeah, can we talk about this? Like normal friends who know that someone's going to get hurt, but ultimately, like this is three people who need to make a decision um and the probably most important one here being duck sun because even though it's important what we decide her affection is not a competition so she needs to be aware yeah like as much like we're saying that these two need to talk first and i do stand by that but they don't get to decide well, one of us is going to approach her and the other one's just going to bow out respectfully. It's like, no, I don't want you to surprise. I don't want Jung Hwan to surprise Take by telling Duck Sun that he likes her. I want him 
to let Take know first because Take let Jung Hwan know first before he confessed to Duck Sun. So they both need to tell each other, and then they both need to confess to Duck Sun, and then she needs to decide and, like, yeah, acknowledge that feelings will get hurt somewhere along the way, but release me from this mortal coil, okay? I need to not be watching this love triangle anymore. It's too hard for me. It's too hard. They've done too good of a job, and it's too hard. Yeah, and I feel like I might be having more fun if I didn't know that it was Jung Hwan in the future who married her. I might be like, I'm holding out hope on one <laughs> side or the other. I'm enjoying it. Both of these guys could win, but they're like, no, Jung Hwan wins. Look at the 2015 husband. Clearly that's Jung Hwan. And like, that crushes me. Every day that kills me because I just, I didn't want to know the outcome. Yep. I, I I don't even know how to feel. We've talked it through and I'm more confused now than I was when we started. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We need listeners help. Um, should we do our call out for listeners help or do you have anything else you want to talk about? Mm, I feel like we've talked about a fraction of these episodes because there's so oh, much yeah, to them and I love- 4%. Yeah. Uh, so I feel really guilty, but we've gone, first of all, we've gone so long. Second of all, I don't, my brain is empty because now I am completely focused on Jung Hwan and Take and Dyuk Sun, so. So we've got to watch the next two episodes. I'm sorry, listeners, we have to go. <laughs> we've got so to go. We keep watching. <laughs> what happens next? Oh, Okay. If you also are conflicted and full of thoughts and need an outlet, you can email us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we also have our website uh, where you can find our episodes, you can find links to our affiliates, and you can find a link to our Patreon, which, you know, uh, so the website is playonk.com, but that's a really good segue or would have been better if I had gone straight into Patreon, but um we also have a Patreon. I'll do both just really quick and <laughs> let you do the next one. Um, our Patreon is patreon.com slash play on K if you don't want to follow the link from our website. And we do like just like bonus chit chat at the top of the episode um, that you get there as well as I don't know, we just like it's just like a nice chill place. And it's a good way to financially support us if you're interested and have the means it helps keep the lights on. It helps us um, keep up all of the things we need to keep the podcast podcast running. <laughs> we are also on various social media platforms. So you can give us a hey on Instagram at play on K podcast on Twitter at play on K or on TikTok at play on K underscore Emily. Yeah, and then finally, the very freest way to help us out is just word of mouth, rating, reviewing, and subscribing wherever you uh, wherever you happen to listen to us. It helps uh, other K drama podcast listeners find us. Yeah, thank you as always for listening. We will see you next week for episodes thirteen and fourteen of Reply nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, K okay, bye, K okay, bye, 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 bye. bye.